This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Tamara Fike with Love in a Big World. We've got the East Initiative update and more. That's up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site, this program, for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. I almost ran out of breath doing that. I am too. <laughs> I suddenly drained. What, what happened? Is I, it that after July 4th, you know, wear down or something? It, well, you know, we all overindulge for the 4th of July, and so therefore it's catching up with us. <laughs> No, hey, we had a really cool week, though. I mean, not only did we have the 4th of July yesterday, as we are recording this, but uh, earlier this week, uh, Monday, we were out at Henderson State University for their uh, Computer Science Education Conference, and uh, we got to talk to some really cool folks uh, about what's going on with computer science in Arkansas and... uh, Yeah, and uh, Australia and... Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to talk to Hamilton. Yeah. It was a great, great book he has written there. And the governor. Yeah. Hello, Governor. We talked to the Governor, eh? <laughs> yes, we're 13-year-old boys. <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Trapped in a 48-year-old man's body. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and at night, you can hear him going, Let me out! <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger! <laughs> no, I do like missing cheeseburger. <laughs> That's the dang truth. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great show today. Yeah, Don't forget man. to check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. That's E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S.com. Or heck, just go to Google, type in EduTechGuys, and you're going to find us because we're out there lurking. We are always watching. Yep. If you see it spray painted on the side of the wall somewhere in the downtown area, EduTech, you know we're there. That's right. That's us. ETG. We're on the air. Citizen, be prepared to help us with EduTech. <laughs> yes. I've lost our mind. We have absolutely. I'm quoting the dragon from Mulan. <laughs> the heck, I haven't even seen Mulan in, okay, it's been a couple days. But I, uh, There you go. That's, that's what you did on the 4th of July. I love me some Mulan. Not going to lie to you. Yeah. Some uh, Ratatouille. I, I've seen Ratatouille. I've never seen Mulan. It's a good one. Is it? Eddie Murphy plays the dragon. 
Oh, awesome. See, it's worth it for our generation to watch it because Eddie Murphy plays the dragon. There you go, because Eddie Murphy. You know, and now, any time I see a Chinese dragon anywhere, I think it's got a voice like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> what are you looking at, man? <laughs> I'm a dragon. I'm going to blow fire on you, you know? So. <laughs> so every Chinese dragon has the voice of, of a, Eddie Murphy. Of Eddie Murphy. That's yep. right. A, a foul mouth african-american well, now comedian. Mulan, he doesn't have now he does have some innuendos there well yeah but so does every disney movie well they should be ashamed of themselves well they would be except it sells tickets it sells the tickets gets <laughs> the mom and dads in the seats and the popcorn and the pudding pops whoop went too far there can't go that direction <laughs> rain it in rain it in so anyway hey on today's show it's gonna be a great one uh love it a big world really cool stuff uh they go into schools and they uh they do some great performances get kids involved yeah and uh you know teach them all about social and emotional aspects of you know modern life through yeah. so- song and you know dance and acting and skits and the whole bit we're going to talk to tomorrow about that here in just a bit and we'd like to you said we have a good east update coming up yeah man Cool. So I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break for a commercial, and we'll be right back after that. Thanks for listening to EduTech Guys. Reach out to us on Twitter, at EduTechGuys. Head over to Facebook, facebook.com slash EduTechGuys. Or cruise on over to the website, www.edutechguys.com. Hey, welcome back to the EduTech Guys. Uh, we have our next guest who we're really excited to have on. Uh, we're going to let her tell us about... Um, what she's doing and what social emotional uh, great stuff she's bringing to the classroom and uh, bring to educators around the country, around the world. And uh, so I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. My name is Tamara Fike, and I am the creator of Love in a Big World. And Love in a Big World focuses on social and emotional learning. So helping kids identify what's going on in their heads and in their hearts so they can use their hands to build up and not tear down. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what's the main medium? We've we visited the site. We we followed your work and we've watched the videos and seen all the exciting stuff you guys are doing. Um, so, what's the main medium when you walk into a, a, any educational um, area and you start working with these kids? I'm I'm throwing, I'm, I'm I'm feeding you line here so you can jump on. Okay. So, um, what's the main medium that you like kids to express themselves using? Is it music and it's audio? It's a video. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, well, there are multiple multiple mediums, but um, it all started with music mm-hmm. and helping kids connect with music as a means to express what's going on inside them creatively. Um, because music and the arts are just a great vehicle for self-expression. And I think sometimes we're able to say things through our art that we may not be able to put into our words mm-hmm. um, in a regular conversation. So that's how everything started with Love in a Big World. Um, and then we have a lot of different ways that we connect with kids too. Awesome. So when you come into a community, when you come into an educational community, um, what's the first, do you like to work with the younger kids and then progress as they progress? Or do you like to do a a full K-12 immersion? We work with kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So, and I would say the sweet spot for living in a big world is really third through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. So Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're talking about you know, the stuff going on in students' heads and, and the emotions that they're feeling and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What, I, I don't know, like, talk about that. Explain that. What, what, what is it that you are 
that that the students are struggling with, and then what is it that Love in a Big World does to help them express that or 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 deal with those emotions or you know at least um, help them kind of figure out what they mean, especially for them. That's a good question. So I would say our world today is so uncertain. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the evening news and you find that out. Um, So there's a lot of things that kids are dealing with just in the landscape of living in our world today. And then also not just thinking about the larger system that they're part of, but thinking about their own internal world um, when they're, when they're dealing with their own growing up experiences, their family system, um, their schools. So there's all these different things that they're, they're trying to navigate and at the same time grow up. So yes. we're just there as a, um, as a support and encouragement, as a friend mm-hmm. to them, to help them know that they're not alone in this big world, that even though they're one out of 7 billion, that their lives matter, mm-hmm. um, that they can make a difference with what they do and say, that their choices are important. Um, even the simplest choices to show up to school, to not fight when somebody's coming at them, um, those basic everyday decisions to choose kindness on a regular basis rather than choosing to act out, um, that all those choices matter. Yeah. So, so along that same, sorry. So along the, uh, along that line, um, mm-hmm. for the sake of argument, cause this is one of the things that, that I know I, I work in an education service agency. Jeff works at a, uh, at a school district. And I know this is one of the struggles that his school district has is a number of students who frankly, as you had mentioned, they don't want to come to school or don't feel like they mm-hmm. need to come to school. So let's, let's just grab that one out of, out of the several things that you picked. Right. So, so how do you, how, how does that look when you're working with students telling them about that and what they, I don't know if, I don't know if should is the right word, but, but you know, what they, what they should be doing instead of not wanting to go to school or, or, you know, along those lines. Mm-hmm. So really, at the heart of living in a big world, it's all about building relationships between caring adults and kids. And so one of the pieces that you might have seen on some of the videos is our music assembly, which is a really fun, high energy, motivational speaking type interactive experience for kids and the teachers in a, in a school community. But to follow up with that, because a, a one time assembly isn't going to make a huge impact over time. Right. Um, what's going to make a huge impact over time is developing a common language in the school community and equipping the teachers to um, build positive relationships with their kids. So what's going to help kids show up at school is to know that they are seen, known, valued, and ultimately loved by the caring adults in their building. And so part of uh, the work that I'm doing now is really letting, letting the adults know that you have permission to have those types of relationships with kids because I I started this work back in 96 and I've watched the pendulum swing from one side to the other Mm -hmm. in education. And I think for about the last 10 to 15 years, we've lost sight of kids and we focus so much on test scores. And, but now the conversation is changing with everybody talking about trauma informed practice. And, um, and again, just the events of our world, we're recognizing that we need that human connection Mm -hmm. to build these people. Mm -hmm. Yep. That brings me that that makes me so. I want to get into the whole music aspect of it. When you guys do, um, uh, when you guys do 
your big when you do a full school and you walk in yeah. and you you bring the kids on stage uh, and you yes. immediately you know they're immediately part of the show they're immediately part mm-hmm. of the the interaction mm-hmm. between the, the the singers and the music and the whole bit uh, tell us about that how does that how are your how are your performers I shouldn't say performers how are your educators how are your People. Facilitators. Facilitators, even better. That's what we call them. Cool. How do you, how do your facilitators <laughs> prep for something like that? There's got to be a, so much improvisation that comes into play there. There is. Um, so I'm one of the facilitators, and then Terrence French is another one at this time, and then we've got a team, and we're actually building up our team for the 2018-2019 academic year. Okay. Um, Terrence and I have worked together for almost 20 years. So there's a script that we work from. There are teaching points um, that we stick to, but then a lot of it is improvisational because we're, we're working with live kids yeah. and, and we're playing off of them. And so sometimes we set it up and we're expecting one answer and they give us a completely different answer <laughs> and you have to kind of like, okay, but just um, having been on stage and, working with kids for as long as we have we're able to roll with it yeah. and that's part of what makes it exciting it's yeah. it's never old yeah it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be new every time well, I, uh, that's what i was just exactly. gonna say you, you you even though i, I don't know how many uh, and i don't i don't know if you call them performances or, or i don't know what the word is for what you do shows shows okay so, yeah. how, so so how many shows do you guys do a year uh it varies okay um but wait, we're just so that this goes into let me back up from sure, there. Sure. So I started the nonprofit organization Live in a Big World in 1996. Okay. And we ran strong for about 13 years. And then I, because of just some personal things going on in my life and as well as the recession yeah. um, that really hit our nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, took a break for a while. Meanwhile, Terrence was in South Africa doing the work of Love in a Big World. And we had another team member, Kayla, in Kansas. So the work was continuing, even though I wasn't directly involved at the time. Mm-hmm. I spent that hiatus going back to graduate school at Vanderbilt, got my, um, my master's in education, came out and I realized, oh, there's actual theory behind everything that we're doing with <laughs> yeah. Love in a Big World, which is just, it was really encouraging and affirming. Yeah. yeah. And then um, after several years, because I, admittedly I was kind of burnt out on nonprofit work. Mm-hmm. So I spent some time kind of in, in ed tech actually, and in healthcare tech. And then one day I found myself sitting at this um, healthcare tech uh, office building a patient portal. And I was like, what am I doing? I miss the children. <laughs> I need to be with kids. Yeah. So then I started making my way back to education and, um, just have been really excited to find teams of people who have caught sight of the vision for love in a big world. And we've revised the curriculum and re-released it. All that being said, we've concurrently just started re-releasing the assembly programs and going back into schools. Mm. So at one time, you know, we would be doing 60 to 80 shows a year Mm -hmm. and that could be really probably even more than that because we, we, we would maybe do 60 to 80 schools a year, but sometimes two or three shows at a sure, particular sure, school, sure, depending sure. on their size. Mm. Um, so we're just ramping that back up. Um, and again, there'll be a team of people that we get have get involved. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. So yeah. we've got a lot of colleges and universities, oh, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of music students here. And this is just a great way to get that age group involved in giving back to their community and using their talents. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, and that's where, that, that's kind of where I was going with my, with my question slash statement was that, you know, you, you're putting on all these different shows and I would imagine that of the 
80 schools you go to and say maybe just for the sake of argument that ends up being 100 shows a year huh. you probably yeah. have close to 100 different experiences yeah. each year oh, wow, yeah. the research alone because, <laughs> just because you know, just because you have these different students who like wow. you said you know they don't necessarily go down the same road you thought you were trying to lead them they're like wait we're going to go over here and you go okay yeah. we're going to roll with it let's go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. cool that's really awesome well, it's really fun and i think i think it's it's uh fascinating to me that you you kind of fell into it backwards in terms of of the um the the research to back what you're doing you know a lot of times a lot of times yeah. you get folks who they've been in education and and they've through various you know avenues have done all the research and then they come up with a program based on all that and you guys had a program and then it turned out that there was research that backed what you guys were already doing without even you even realizing holy cow mm-hmm. actually we're the stuff we're doing is actually educationally very sound yeah. according, yes. according to the research that's very That's awesome. yes. Yeah. Yes. very, it, very it cool. was it was very eye-opening to me yeah. um and again, very affirming to know that what I had created intuitively mm-hmm. and just because I'm a kid person, I mean, you know, kid people when you meet them, you know, um, and just because I love kids. And I, and I think, too, because I grew up with with so many great educational programs mm-hmm. like I, I'm a kid of the 70s. And so it was Mr. Rogers and yeah. Sesame Street and um, Bankin and Rat. I mean, Rankin and Bass. Um why, the craft superstars, uh-huh. ABC after school specials. Yeah. I mean, yes. all that kind of stuff was really solid and they were masters at communicating what was important to kids at the time mm-hmm. in a medium that really connected with us. Yeah, sure. And so I think I was, I was a student of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's what, that's one thing about tech that I dislike. I'm, I'm a, I'm a music, I was a band director for a long time mm-hmm. and I'm a professional bassist. So I play symphony work and jazz. And that's the I sing jazz. Th- there you go. See, that's the there's that's why I asked improvisation question. But <laughs> yeah. you know, there's the really interesting thing about what's happening to me with tech. Love tech, been doing it for a long time, almost thirty years. But the problem with where we are technology wise in music and art is that kids don't don't know the need to experience it live. They don't understand yeah. the interaction. I can listen to a beautiful song that makes me cry. But if I'm there watching a performer do it or sing it or act mm-hmm. it out or actually experiencing that artwork you know, where I'm there mm-hmm. in the crowd. I think that's mm-hmm. that's the social emotional stuff we're missing in school is everything's being produced synthetically and regurgitated synthetically. And we're not missing we're not we're not allowing these students to actually be part of the actual art. Because that's the that's the whole thing. Yeah. Every time a, a musician or a performer performs those students in the audience are actually witnessing something and creating part of that performance that will never be done again because that, that performer is feeding off it, like you said you guys do, because right. you have to, to do that. And, and I think it's really interesting that you guys are doing. You're bringing it back into the assemblies and letting the kids be part of it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's part of it. And then again, like I mentioned before, it's, that's a kickoff to get the conversation started in the school building or in the school community about what love in a big world is about what social and emotional learning is. But then it's really equipping the teachers through professional development trainings and through curriculum to have those ongoing conversations where students feel comfortable to share their own voice. I mean, student voices is, is huge and mm-hmm. that's what we're advocating for in an assembly and getting the kids involved, you know, with those scenarios, but then also to provide that safe place for them to share what's going on in their world um, with this teacher that's going to travel with them 
throughout the school year is so important. And one of um, my colleagues um, mentioned last week, she's like, one of the things I think that's really interesting about Love in a Big World is it's analog. <laughs> in, this, yes. in this world that's so digital, it's like taking it offline and going back to analog. Because what we're trying to do is encourage those conversations. Um, and those, con- I mean, as you know, being in education, once you start letting kids, once you give them permission to talk, mm-hmm. they can go anywhere and everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's really valuable. They need, they need a space to do that. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to put you on the spot. And we probably should have forewarned you ahead of time. And that's and if you can't come up with something off the top of your head, that's you know that's okay. fine too. But can you think of you know? I mean, Alicia, you've been doing this since 1996. So, yeah. Do you have, and and we'll just pick one. But do you have one particular, um, whether it was a student that you that sticks out, or a particular <laughs> teacher that sticks out that that like you you saw the light bulb come on with that particular person you you know this was it was almost like well someone that you thought was going to be a real struggle or maybe was a real struggle and then the light bulb came on do you have a moment like that i have lots of moments like that <laughs> well, I don't, um, do you have one you can I share think, how about that <laughs> yeah that i'll try to like scale it back i think that's what keeps me doing what i do mm-hmm. is um I mean, I, I moved to Nashville because I'm, I'm a singer. I'm a singer-songwriter. And I had great aspirations of making making it, whatever that is, in right. the music industry. Um, what we do is far from a big high-tech performance. You know, like we're in gymnasiums and I have, or cafeterias, and I have the opportunity to look into the eyes of the kids. Mm-hmm. And and you can, the eyes really are the window to the soul. And so I, you can see their story. Yeah. And um, so when I'm singing to them and I see that flash of emotion come over them or that flash of understanding, you know, whatever that is, that moment that happens for them, that's what keeps me coming back. Um, I would say some of the most powerful, our full times I've had are when we've gone into places where school shootings have occurred mm-hmm. and um, to be part of their healing process. Oh. So to go back, you know, even several months later and say, look, yes, this tragedy occurred on your campus, but it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define your school community. Um, and let's, let's see how we can reposition that experience to help grow you together as a family um, those are some of the most powerful things for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and I, and I would imagine that in in a weird sort of way, um, you almost—it's almost like because you're coming in from the outside with this program that gets them up and dancing and singing and involved. It's it's almost like you're giving permission to yes have yes. fun again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that. That was the experience. I mean, and this this kind of work started years ago, like in Jonesboro, Arkansas, back yeah. in um, I think it was '98 when that all happened at the middle school there, and then uh, early 2000s down in West Palm Beach at Lake Worth Middle. It was that same kind of thing. We came, and the kids were like, "Oh, we're allowed to laugh." Yes. School doesn't have to be a sad place where we're grieving, even though this was a terrible thing. It was like them having to come to grips with moving on, yeah. not not forgetting, mm-hmm. but um, but moving on with their story. That's yeah. really awesome. 
That's really That's awesome. Very powerful. So um, our listeners, if they wanted to see you guys or talk with you in person, are you guys going to be anywhere this summer, any conferences or anything like that? Yes. Yes. I am grabbing my phone. So awesome. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm actually presenting at the um, Music City SEL conference, okay. which is here in Nashville at the end of June, okay. June 27th through June 29th. Okay. Um, and that's become a premier SEL conference. So it's really great that it's here in my own city. Um, well, we will have some of the LBW team at um, the American School Counselors Association conference in LA oh, cool. in mid-July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, for anybody who wants to work with us in some way. I mean, we do professional development. We do the school programs. We have the curriculum that is going to be released in just a few weeks. Um, we have a new book that's coming out in just a couple of weeks with a bunch of SEL thought leaders. So we've got lots happening. That's awesome. Cool. And they can always go out to the web at loveinabigworld.org and yes. contact you guys yes. through there. And a Twitter account, um, Love in a Big World? Yes, Love awesome. in a Big World. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Tamara, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a very interesting to meet you. Yes, it's been really great. And we'll definitely keep in touch and love to have you back on in the future and see where you guys are going. Awesome. Um, Thanks for coming on. Uh Hello, and welcome to the East Update. I'm Doug Usewell. Today's update is quite literally an update, but also a deeper dive into some of the things we've shared over the past year. Just a few weeks ago, we shared a little about a professional development that we call phase training. This is the work we start in the summer that helps transform teachers into facilitators. But like most things in East, we don't do it quite like everyone else. The secret sauce that makes the whole recipe come together is a session on the final day of phase one that catches our trainees by surprise and makes for a wonderful culmination to the week. Our trainers quit talking and turn the whole thing over to, you guessed it, East students. For roughly an hour and a half, the new facilitators spend time with students that run the gamut from elementary age to alumni in a series of free-flowing question-and-answer sessions, and East trainers leave them to it. What do they do? Seth, a junior who has been in East for four years, explains, Today was the last day of their first week of training as new facilitators, and we came in to give them insight into East classrooms and what they have to look forward to, and some insight into how they should structure their classes, and how to treat their students, and how to treat projects in general. And on reflection, what does East mean to them? Nowadays, the whole world is technology, and this class will get you basically as an introduction into that, into a work field that is so new and so like spotted of people actually trying to get jobs in it, and it will really help you find your passion. It'll help you find out how to solve like problems, how to communicate, how to network. It just it'll help you figure out where you want to go and how to get there. One of his colleagues, Abby, a five-year student, puts it this way. The most amazing experience that you will ever have in your life. You build relationships with people that you didn't know before, and you really are setting yourself up for the future just by stepping into the East classroom. For some, spending time with these students who give up a part of their summer because they want to help others understand what's possible in an East classroom finally drives home the power of student-owned, technology-enhanced, service-focused work to motivate and transform a learner, a classroom, a school, and a community. It's the best pep talk before the game ever. I hope you hear how these students are doing just that. 
As they prepare for their futures, they are helping others prepare as well. What a fantastic thing. If you're interested in learning more about EAST, please visit www.eastinitiative.org or just search for EAST Initiative on social media. Our student music today is from Miguel from EAST at Drew Central High. With the EAST Update, I'm Doug Usewell. Thanks for listening. Hey, we want to thank everybody from the East Initiative for giving us that weekly East Initiative update. And we want to thank Matt Dozier and um, all the crew there at uh, East for doing a wonderful job. Uh, I want to thank all the students for doing the cool music. So far, they, we've had so much music come out of uh, the East Initiative update. Super well, cool. and, and, I, and I think that's one of the coolest things about the East, East Initiative update. I mean, I know the, the information obviously is, is top notch, but the fact that they go out and recruit students to play their own music or to play music uh, as the backdrop, I think that's awesome. That, that is, is so, awesome. so Hey, and we want to thank Tamara Fike for uh, bringing a love in a big world to us and letting us know about what they do um, out of Nashville. Don't forget to visit their website or find them on Twitter and reach out to them if you'd like to bring them to your school. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been a great show. That has been a lot of fun. Has been. Uh, check us out on the web, edutechguys.com, and on Twitter, uh, social media, at edutechguys. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you later. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site, this program, for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.